Hi, I'm Rachel Goodwin and I'm a channel and healer who loves to teach and empower others. My work is about teaching you how to make a strong and powerful connection with your divinity, your divine spark, soul, higher self, whatever you want to call it, and then bringing that divine power right smack centre into the middle of your life so that it mixes and integrates with your everyday life and your everyday self. To me, this is ascension as it creates an overall rising of vibration and is where my path and yours has always been leading. Hey y'all, here's the second part. Late night, early morning with Rachel and Chloe. Aww. <laughs> and she she's been ever since she was born like she will always insist on being with me with particular people or um during rituals or channels or anything oh lovely i'm very intrigued though to see how she develops mentally because so far We've got one that's like definitely on the spectrum. Yeah. One that looks to be coming up on the spectrum <laughs> because he is like yeah. he's more like Ari's inattentive. Uh, Aris is like hyperactive, like to the max, climbing on everything type. Type I think if he's in the ADHD, but he's so too smart. Like yeah, he's really yeah, Benji's really yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. And, um, but this one is just, she's just on it. She seems to just know how to do things, but I know that we're very good at hiding it, so, as girls. Yeah, yeah. She's got a lovely energy. It's just, like, very, like, serene. I don't know if, well, serene's not the right word, but I can't think of a better one, but it's just very, hmm. <gasps> it's, like... I feel like such peace. Yeah. And it's so funny, like her she was an absolute calling for me. Yeah. Like my boys, like they were trying to think of a nice way to say it. Um <laughs> they would they were desired, they were called in, they prepared my energy so that she could come. And I had this deep desire to have a daughter. From the second I I didn't want to be a mom. And then I had this calling a year before I married my husband that it was time to have kids and to like start preparing my energy for that and um I had many souls that come through my body and never implant that come through and then pass and before I got pregnant with Ori I had um I had a miscarriage with a karmic soul, but he prepared that energy for Ori's energy to come in the land. He's Ori's massive starseed energy. Um, and then I got, I knew as soon as I had Ori, I need to, I'm ready for the next one, like had to come in straight away. And he landed, like I got pregnant after eight months, but I had to like hold off getting pregnant because my, I had to see whether or not I was a match for my, um, my brother's blood, uh, his, um, he went through leukemia that year. Thankfully, mm-hmm. he's still with us. And then um, then after having Aris, we were like, okay, we're done. Like, But my heart was like, I'm not ready to let go of the fact that like, I'm supposed to have this, this baby girl. Like, I could feel her. I knew she was supposed to be here. And then um, I had her come to me in a cacao ceremony the first time I ever had cacao she like prepared my room she's like I'm coming in we've got work to do together for a long time before I can come through and the second I saw this code that I showed you there I felt my full womb activate and I was like whoa this is like full on and with her I've been I was channeling the Magdalene and the bees were like around me constantly. Like they are, the bees are like the Magdalene and Sarah and um, and all the good things all together. Like I just, that's 
to me, that's like a, one of their physical manifestations. And, um, and my whole life, like I, I was told by, I don't know who it was. It was so random. I, had, I put up a picture of a bee. I was like, oh, the bees are here with me today. And I had someone message me under that thing saying, oh, whenever a bee comes to me, um, it's telling me that um, my client or the person that I see the bee for is pregnant. And I'm oh. like, when was my period last? <laughs> and I, couldn't, I couldn't remember. And I went and did a test and I was like, so pregnant. So pregnant. I didn't even, I, normally I like know the second I'm pregnant. And it's really funny, like in hindsight, I can see, yeah. I can see where, um, where it happened. But she was an absolute surprise child that I knew was coming. And it was just so, I put it in there. <laughs> oh, no, it's in my cup of tea. <laughs> Thank you very much, brother. Yeah, okay. I had I had a bee thing. I had a bee thing suddenly come up. It was somewhere somewhere after the coronavirus started and because I was really having a lot of problems mm. sleeping. And then I I don't know, I don't know. I think I think I saw you posting about bees. And then I saw this thing. Oh, that was it. I sent it to you. I saw this thing on the BBC about in oh I can't remember the country now. Is it Slovenia? Oh, I can't remember now. But anyway, I've got, I made a video. It's on my YouTube channel of like eight hours of B sounds <laughs> so that I could play it at night. And it was helping me sleep. And I was playing it like every night. And because I do another podcast with um, an American woman called Jamie Mendez, where we just sit and chat basically and say, what's happened to you this week? And it's amazing, like the spiritual stuff that comes up and bees come up a lot. And then everyone was listening to this bee video that I made. And I was like, I was just, and this is, and this is how my life is. I just get compelled to do things. And so I do them. And, and mm-hmm. half the time, I have no idea why at the time. I find out afterwards. I'm like, oh, so that's why, you know, I needed to listen to, to all of these bees. But I was like so profoundly taken on this, this bee energy. Night. I need that. I need that because I'm finding myself in that, like, I've always had to have a screen on when I'm sleeping. I don't know what it is. It's just a thing for me. It's always, I don't know, maybe I do something with the screen while I'm sleeping. But um, It's your nervous system. It's the same with uh, Benji. I read this book where it said you have to play sounds to your baby so that it comforts them because they get this loud sound in the womb. Anyway, so I I recorded the Hoover <laughs> and put it on a loop and he would listen to that all night and he would sleep so much better. And then when he got yeah. a bit older, because people used to like the other mothers and fathers sort of in the parent group would go, Don't you think that's a bit cruel? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> But he sleeps, you know. Yeah. Like, and then and then after a while I, I used Pacific Wave. I used a Pacific Wave um soundtrack and he listened and my husband's been trying to get me to turn it off for years because it drives him nuts. And we live in an apartment. And uh, but the thing is if if you don't have it on, he wakes up a lot more. He's uh, you can feel it, his nervous system drops down a level, yeah. just hearing that shh. Yeah. And Ori's the same. Orion's the same with us. Like he, my um, Aris. It doesn't matter. He he'll go to sleep in the dark. Doesn't bother him. But um, with Aris, uh, with Ori, he has to have the iPad on before bed. It's the only thing that will drop him down to chill out enough to go to sleep. And I'm exactly the same. Like I, and I feel so bad. I'm like maybe I should get a second bedroom and I'll have that bedroom for myself so I can have that going and so he can get a good sleep and yeah. like. Or just I'll send him to sleep with Aris and Ori can come sleep with me. So, but it yeah, it's that's so interesting. Maybe I'll put the bees on your your bee track on tonight and see what happens <laughs> and see if that that helps me because like, at the moment I'm like smashing out once upon a time, so it's like <laughs> I'm missing all the good bits. <laughs> when I first put it on, I kept waking up and thinking, oh, there's bees coming in through the window, <laughs> and then realizing <laughs> it was just the bee video. Oh my gosh. I no, I love I love that we're talking bees because like for me the bees have been 
side by side, just as instrumental in my learnings and teachings of collective hive work, collective soul work, as so has the mask, the 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 mag, the mag <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Um And yeah, as the Magdalene has, and so for me, it's like I can't, I, I can't. I can't take the, the bees and the Magdalene apart anymore. Like they're, they're so interconnected. And I have visions of the Magdalene. Um, yeah, I have visions of the Magdalene church um, in France surrounded by beehives. Mm. And the bees would hold that frequency for the work with the priestesses. And I know that there was, you know, you go back and it's, it, there's Delphi and, and all of that, that kind of priestess connection to the bees. But weirdly enough, like the bees totally transcend time. And mm. like I know that they're quantum flyers. You know, they move through through the realms and that's, you know, people are like, well, it's impossible that they can fly. Well, yeah, that's because they're using quantum, <laughs> quantum fields to fly. Like, wow. <laughs> I'm sure somebody can do some research on that. It, it's probably a thing, but that's what the, the bees have told me that, like, we're quantum beings. So, um, oh, my goodness, everybody's coming in now. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's one of those... One of those things that, I, yeah, the bees are a huge part of, of that quantum field and doing the, the work with the Magdalene. That, that is a... Yeah, Daddy, please. Your daddy is... Daddy is around. Daddy's sleeping. Daddy's sleeping. Lucky Daddy. He's hearing my daddy like, Daddy's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Okay. This, this is great sound quality, I'm sure. This is so beautiful. But yeah, so I think that's probably it. Anyway, <laughs> that's what they're going to say on that matter. <laughs> Although I know, I know that I've got to start working more with Sarah. She's like, she's there, but I haven't really anchored into really working with her yet so it'll be um yeah no i'm i'm now which i think is really interesting because like literally last night i started getting this information about channeling and doing work in and around the royal lineages going forward which i've done a series of royal lineage wealth codes that are on my website but um you know you look at the magdalene you look at sarah and you look at the Christ energies, and they are original um, royal lineage. Mm. You know, like they are the kings and queens of the old. Um, but they know they knew they never needed a crown, and they were never worshipped as a king or a queen. They were just seen as energy workers and healers and prophets. But that's, you know, I think that those, I think the intuitive gifts really were the really, really special intuitive healing gifts were reserved for the kings and queens mm. because they were also, back, 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 were also the priestesses and the priests because they had to be. And that, this is where I always connect in with, um, with uh, Egypt and Nefertiti and Akhenaten because both of them were trained in the arts of, the priest and the priest priestess and they were about bringing the one source light back mm. to the earth mm. um and for them it was very much important that they they realized that they were a direct divine link that's why they were the kings and queens a direct divine link um and without that that divine channel like bringing through that divine energy of like this is the direction that we need to go as a collective. This is the direction we need to, to move. That, you know, that energy is coming back. And I think that's because yeah. we're getting so many people awakening and that, you know, even though people are like down with the governments, down with the, you know, with those systems, yeah. people 
primarily still need leaders. And that's why we used to have shamans and priestesses and high priestesses. You know, it's, right. it, it, was, <laughs> it was there to help to help that that energy circulate because it's it still needs to be directed and guided it's i think that's still a part of our system so i think that's really interesting that yeah that we're talking now yeah and that's it but that's it shamans and witches and people like that they facilitate things they don't tell people what to do and we've got into like you know an authority thing yeah we've got we've got like into an authority thing in our society where we want to be told what to do and it's like no it doesn't work like that it's like things are facilitated and then you have to work it out yourself <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah and I know, I know like I have moments where I'm like just let me let me like either let me do the things that I want to do or you give me a very good strong message on like what I'm supposed to do and there's like they're like no you have to take responsibility and yes, be heart-led, but also be spirit-led. And this is about co-creation. It's not about it's not about being told what to do. And there are, there are always going to be people who are quite happy to be told what to do. And I think that that's just that's just who they are, and there's a reason for that. But at the same time, there's like you know, people are always going to look for direction. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, but at the same time, the the Nordic is it the Nordic. Um, belief system or at least it was a quote from Odin that's really stuck stuck with me recently is that um, the gods are not the gods to be gods they're the gods to show humanity that they can embody the divine and that they were humanity claiming their divinity is that right I think that there's something around like that um but, sounds good yeah it sounds good doesn't it <laughs> but that was it was a quote I gave across that was apparently a message from Odin. Um, but that's so exactly what I think the embodiment of the new earth is, is people realising that they are the gods, that they are divinely yeah. here for a reason, that they are the divine anchoring. And this, the people that are here right now, there's a reason why, if, you, like, if you're here right now, there's a reason for it. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do some giant big thing, but it definitely does mean that you have to um, embody your divine essence, whatever yeah. that looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because yeah. we're moving into an age where we accept all backgrounds and we accept all, all. Yeah. So, and yeah. and that is that also means the polarities as well, which yeah. <laughs> some people are like, but you can't have bad, you can't yeah, have the that's bad. It. Yeah, but it's that's like, it. It's, the, it's, it's the whole integration thing, isn't it? And then then the polarities. Yeah. And so Thomas, my husband, he's a university researcher, but he's gone and trained as a Jungian psychoanalyst as well for his sin. Oh. Spent six years doing that, and um, still hasn't finished, but um. We were talking last night. So I'm doing this like Nordic shamanism training with a, a, a Dutch woman who, with a Swedish husband who lives in London called Imelda Almqvist. And she's fabulous. And, and she's getting us to look at working with the shadow at the moment. And she asked a question about like, should communities and groups work with a collective shadow? And I was like thinking about that and answering it last night and typing it up. And I was saying, Yes, but we also have to look at like where people are in our society at the moment because movements are quite mm. problematic because they're always against something. And this is the mm. conversation me and Thomas were having because they're for something, they've got to be against something, which causes yeah. a split and then it causes its own shadow. And then you have that unconscious coming up and they kind of go on witch hunts and persecute people and yeah. it's, like, it's not integrated. But the whole reason why a movement has all that power and energy is because it splits. Yeah. When, you're, when you can hold the tension of opposites and you can be with things, you're more peaceful. You're not sort of running around sort of needing to force it down people's throats and all the rest of it. And, like, the majority of our society is not at that level. Mm. So, you know, the question is then, you know, I guess it has to be the people who can hold those tension of opposites and be with the things yeah. who need to work with the collective shadow. But I don't think, no, I don't think it's something everyone should be 
doing because that could lead to quite a tricky place but going back to the thing you were saying about Egypt I had this dream years ago where I was like an Egyptian priestess and we were up in this loft in this house and like the, my clothes the clothes were made out of material that was like something off a sci-fi movie you couldn't crush yeah. it and it was like this gorgeous shiny stuff and I was I woke up from this in this dream I woke up and then I was holding an energy and then I was thinking I've got to go back to sleep now and then I thought oh no 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 the t- it's supposed to be here now and I think it's this oneness energy you're talking about and I kind of see it like I think it was there in Lemuria but in mm-hmm. Lemuria they were nowhere near as down in density of matter as we are yeah. now and I think when I think the threads were kept but I think I think the Egyptians really managed to work with it through working with the star system through working mm. with um not Solaris oh what's Sirius? the one with S Sirius yeah Sirius yeah, yeah I think perhaps Sirius and and other ones and then like now we're being called to ground it mm-hmm but it's never been grounded at this level of density before. No. So technically it hasn't been on the earth at this yeah. level. And it's a massive job. It's a really it massive job. And it's just starting. Yeah. And that's, and it, that, Sarah's heading it, I think. Oh, for sure. Like, and this is what's interesting is that, um, that it, it has actually taken the earth to raise her frequency enough yeah. that we can, because it, it was a matter of like, and I think a lot of this is divine timing. Uh, that is really what all of this is. It's divine timing. We're here now for a reason. This is happening here now for a reason. Um, but, yeah, no, I totally agree with you on that. It's like, because that's the thing, that that Nefertiti and Akhenaten wanted to reunite and bring, bring about the essence of oneness and realising that there is just one light that is connected to all and with light there is shadow there is it is it is the all right um but that was just on the verge of 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 all of that being taken down by the patriarchy but that was one of those like final things and that's sort of one of the reasons why it's so hard to find Nefertiti's body mainly because she was never buried with any of that stuff and they're going to keep looking for her but she wasn't she knows she trained under ISIS. Like, <laughs> that's all I have to say. Um, uh, and also she was the star seed. So there are, she knew how to get off of this planet. Um, but there is, there was so much about, like, they destroyed so much of their information because they didn't want that to come back about. Like, um, and so to me now, it's like very much the landing of that energy is not, and this is, I know from an astrology standpoint, like over the next two years, we're going to see a lot of this witch, witch hunting stuff come back up. Like that is going to be a huge, a huge thing. And anybody who is standing on a spiritual platform or having an opinion in and around spirituality or channeling the stuff, there's a reason why all of them are being prepared to face this and to, to face the fact that there is a need to... Um, really drop the fears around it around the past because one they actually cannot burn you (laughs) this lifetime (laughs) like it's very frowned upon now um but there is this very much there is a completely different witch hunt now and that is the cancel like delete you're muted you don't get a voice and it is very um you know, there is this very interesting thing that's going to be playing out for the next two years. And with the the new age, like we are in the, the age of Aquarius, we're dawning, we're moving into that. And I think Sarah holds that golden, like even though, you know, I feel like she does, she's very much when she shows up, she's that green energy, which is mm. that that earth, mm. earthy, um, beautiful emeralds type frequency. But at the same time, she has this like golden light frequency as well, which I think is this beautiful, like you can't have heart energy and gold light energy without that energy of alchemy and union and unity because the new earth is the next unity of what it is. So yeah, I think, 
I, and it, just as we're talking, like I can feel this anchoring quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker. Yeah. Like it, it's it's speeding this energy up. And I think this is it. You know, we need to have more conversations about Sarah. We need to be more or like more about the new earth and just make it, it's, it just is what it is. And uh, that's what I feel like with my work with the wild sheep. That's what that work is for, is to talk about the new world and to talk about these energies and to make people just aware that they're, they're they exist and activate them within them. Mm-hmm. But what is interesting for me is like shifting into this energy in and around a sacred place is that that energy there for me is to help people find a way to integrate spirituality into their physical lifestyle. Yeah. Which yeah. is what we need to do is like, okay. And that was something that I was having issues with a few weeks ago before I landed, what I'm calling it landing because that's what it feels like, um, before my roots showed up was that, um, what is the point of spirituality and receiving all these messages and having all these like big epiphanies if you're not integrating the messages, the wisdom in and around being love, being connected in oneness, having acceptance, you know, all of those things. Like you can get those so the cows come home, but if you don't actually integrate them into your body, but then also take what you are learning there and put them into practice in your own home as a mother, you know, God, like we have so much power as as mothers. You know, we are raising that next generation. Do we want them to to not get all these incredible teachings that we're receiving? Like that was it. I remembered what I forgot to say. So I was saying about Benji, um, and we watched. This is I really love Roald Dahl. I don't know if you know him. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And like growing up to me, Roald Dahl was like you know authors I just read so many books when I was a kid like authors like him saved my life and because he wasn't afraid to say life is shit sometimes and really bad things can happen and you know you're a child you can get abused and all these kind of things but he also supplied like the hope and so I was watching Matilda I was playing Matilda for me and Benji and I still cry at it you know the bits where she's getting her power and she's like, you know, she's like, she's going to have justice, but she still has a compassionate heart. You know, I'm sitting there crying and he's watching it. And I just suddenly realized that he hasn't had to go through that theme, that whole theme of being like trodden on. And he, he, it just hasn't, hasn't appeared in his life. And I'm like, wow, fancy that. Like my child, this was so part of my life going through these sort of, you know, themes yeah. of abuse and powerlessness and all of these things. And now it, it's not really. Everyone in his life is trying so hard to help him and understand him. And all right, you know, it might not always work out, you know, yeah. but he, he just like he has got no experience of that. And I was just absolutely gobsmacked, at, you know, because I always say like different generations. We have different yeah. jobs. I was yeah. like, you know. I know it's not the same for like all generations mm. around the world. There's still a lot of work to be done, but I thought that's something, you know, we've got, we've got somewhere and that's pretty impressive. We have to congratulate ourselves. Yeah. On that. Well, that's it. You know, when you think about it, like there are, <laughs> there is such a gap now when you think like, some of us have been called to like do the healings of the like the ancestral healing stuff and many 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 people of the older generation have been doing their own ancestral healing those that are awake of course um and they have been aware of this have been doing that work um whereas you know if you're one of the first kind of generations kind of waking up to it you realize like wow or you get like like in my family i kind of see it as like i've got an auntie who has I always saw as very awake, um, but then when I fully came online, she kind of went back to sleep, and it was like, oh, that's really interesting. Like the baton was kind of passed on, and it's like, no, you can do that work for this this line. And so I think it's really interesting. Like exactly, you know, I'm noticing that as well about my kids. I'm like, they're never going to have to, you know, if I if I had a diagnosis when I was younger, what that would have done, like how how would I have been raised compared to how I'm was raised would I have like held on to my spiritual stuff so strongly or mm-hmm. sought to seek some kind of magic in the world if I had been raised 
otherwise. I think I love that you brought up Ra because he's totally about that. Like I think he's totally about like seeking the magic when you and I think that's what the hard times teach you is to teach you to seek the magic and see where where the glitter kind of takes you, you know. And I, I love that because yeah, I think if I didn't have to work it out myself, um, I wouldn't have tried to find it here on the earthly plane. I would have yeah. just kept hiding. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so that's it. So his generation, they've got they've got their set of challenges. They've got their things they've got to work through and and all the rest of it. But I like to remind myself of this because, you know, I'm not here to like work through all of it. But you know, a lot of days I I do try and achieve that and then just go, I'm just one person and one generation and it's just, you know. I've been put here to do this finite amount of stuff. I don't have to try yeah. and take it. I don't have to try and take it all on, you know. So, right. and that well, that's the that's the magic as well. Like you know, you realize that hey, you know, you feel like you're born with a mission to change the world, but really sometimes you're just here to change a part of the world and know that you're the whom whom you carry is the is the one that will do the next layer of changing of the world. And it that it, it is just like Anna, grandmother of Jesus. You know, she. Yeah. She was just the the one that I want to say just, but she birthed a lineage of magic. Whether or not she knew how powerful she was, and whether or not she knew she was doing that, you know. And I think often you look back, and if you look back, I think maybe a couple, you know, people who would be now in their like seventies, eighties, and nineties, yeah. You know, they went through that that revolution of like, that you know, there's a reason why they're they're I guess considered you know baby boomers, and um, they they brought us here. You know, I'm yeah. grateful that I am here, and I chose to be here now for a reason, and be in this body and this you know to birth these children. Yeah. There's a there is power in the lineage. You know, like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So I was doing a thing the other day where I was working with the rune Bjarka, which is in the Elder Futhark. That's a Scandian, Scandinavian name. I, I can't remember the Germanic name, but it's like it's like a bee, two pointy breasts. Oh, yes. I know that one. I know that one. Yeah, that and I, I have a page called Ascension Runes, and every Wednesday morning we sit and we do like a journey with the runes or like a meditation. You just tune into the energy. It's not about like knowing loads of stuff consciously. And when I did it, because I do, I, I always tune into it from like the perspective of like our ascension and evolutionary journey. Mm. And I was getting like the ancestral mothers like were standing in a line behind me and each one was sort of like bigger and bigger than the last one. And it was so not like what we think of like, because we have such a stereotype idea of mothers that mothers are sweet and loving and caring. And it was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> it yeah. was like the power was just like, and that was it was that really kind of black energy you know really 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 dark and that's what I was thinking about like when you were saying about Anna and I also get that with Mother Mary as well yes they're matriarchs and they're just they're almost like the goddess you know they're just so so powerful and yeah I I love these images of women and you get a lot of that in Nordic shamanism Mm. in Nordic cosmology and and that's what I really Odin and me we just we don't have much to do with each other. Mm. Me and the Norns, me and Freya, um, Freya, and you know these kind of more Desir, the Valkyries, these images. Mm. You know that's what's really. And so we have they they believe that you had your own sort of fulgia, which is like because there's a lot of sacred texts that have been sort of translated by academics there's loads of stuff in the academic world about Norse cosmology that we know so much about it it's incredible and actually when you look at it because people think of fulgias as like a power animal but they didn't really have a pet that's us transferring what we know about the Native American Indians they were a female ancestor and they could show themselves as an animal sometimes but they were a female ancestor and they were with you like through, they were part of your soul, part of your energy body. And, and also, uh, cause I love, uh, it's really helped me like see. So they believed your soul was made up of loads of different parts. And so I've been able to explain to people. So you have a part of you that holds the energy of Sarah. 
then you have another part of you that holds the energy of the ancestral line you've been brought into. Then another mm. part of you holds this energy of this and that. And that is why you're such a different person to that person. It's like, yeah, it's another it's, it's been really useful to have that perspective. But you also you also had a kin fugia, which is like the ancestral mothers. And they're they're the ones that sort of I'm working with the runes because I started working with people's names and doing like readings of their names. Mm. You can connect to your ancestral energies through the runes. And I found that you could connect all the way back to right the beginning of your ancestral line. And there's this real like pure energy, right? Right when it started, there's this pure energy. And because like, you know, like the Japanese and people like that, they've kind of got this ancestor like worship thing. And we like in the Western world, we've always been like, why would they worship the ancestors? And (laughs) you connect to it energetically, the purity of this energy coming down through the DNA, it's so divine. It's so beautiful. It's just so, so gorgeous. And also I got that like each family got given a job. So like, this is your job for the ancestral line. And these are the qualities and gifts you need to have to carry it out. And it's like a sacred, it's like a sacred duty. And and I think that's one of the things we're recovering at the moment and and reclaiming. And I realised because like this gift that I can just look at landscapes and see energy. I never did anything to develop that. I started learning about healing, you know, and I did practice in that healing for years. And because I was doing all these things and being a priestess and all the rest of it, it just happened because it was in my DNA, you know. Mm. And and I realised that. I realised like. Oh, so it's to do with my body. <laughs> it's a physical thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, and that was a real that was a real eye opener for me. And and I think it's really interesting in the last couple of weeks you really felt that those roots in your physical body because it's really getting into the physical now. All these yeah. you know new earth ascension things. It's really really Amazing. it's so powerful it's so powerful and crystals are really helpful in that process i've found as mm. well they're sort of like the intermediary of the the higher dimensions and the physical they act like a bridge mm. and sarah's a, sarah's a great bridge as well because she can be in all of these she's in all of the spheres she can be at any level of vibration from the highest to the lowest to the absolute shittest she can be there with you and most ascended masters can't do that (laughs) yeah well exactly I think that's what's really interesting is that like you you do really notice that there are some beings that can really be with you you know what I mean like some that can really be with you but others that are just like that little bit out but I actually get that from the Magdalene as well yeah 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 from the Magdalene's like she's like she gets yeah. into the body like yeah, she yeah. she's there to walk that with you and I I really kind of like that's one of the things why I feel like I always grab it but I gravitate back to them at the same time every year and then I go and then I come back and it's always um in the lion's gate and so actually from like from around like the, the 22nd or the week before the 22nd of July, which is Sarah at the Magdalene's feast day, I think. Yeah. Um, so usually like it starts to like talk in and like during winter here, it starts to like creep in for me and then it hits its fullest expression during August and September and then it kind of hangs around. But then as the sun, as it gets warmer and warmer here, I feel it less and less and less. Yeah. So... I always find that that's really interesting that there's that. I don't know. I always feel it seasonally. Yeah. 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 Because it's like I I just like, because I've never been on that side of the world, experienced the opposite of seasons there. And it's like I know it, you know, logically, but it's like my mind always flips a bit when when someone says it. It's like, what, September things are getting warmer? It's like... It's autumn. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's spring then. I was born in spring. <laughs> That's like, well, I think it's so, like, so my my name, Chloe, means blossom, like when you translate okay. it into, like, the meaning of it. <clears throat> and for me, like, I've always equated the cherry blossom tree with, with my name. But now I equate it with the magnolia tree. 
and I didn't understand why, but I've been taking Magnolia Essence for two days now, and I'm like, I get it now. Because <laughs> Magnolia, Magnolia is a really ancient tree, isn't it? It they, belongs to a different era. Yeah, they, yeah, they apparently um, predate the bees because they used to have beetles that would pollinate them before the bees became a, a, like a thing. So, you know, I always feel like, you know, you feel, I feel the bees is extremely ancient. And in fact, when I look at the original seeding of earth, even though we had these, um, I guess you would call them, them the original uh, Lemurians or the original um, Palladians that came down to seed the earth. But I see this, this collective, different like being beings that come down to do that but they're like they're half so the top half is like a woman and the bottom mm. half is like the bee mm. um and so i always and whenever i connect into a hive i get one of those beings that come out of the hive um and now i'm just trying to remember how i was connecting this together but the yeah the magnolia trait there is um, the magnolia tree when i started connecting into it because it, it's been like hammering home to me to connect with the magnolia this week um because it was they were doing massive feminine clearings in and around the womb space just over the last week um with people having the facts or like getting like period pain or like their periods being off or you know all these souls were pouring through and releasing and like they're clearing the womb lines to make space for this like landing of this energy and um but the magnolia tree like kept coming up and i was like what, what is this about and it's about this pure um ancient energy and it's like that essence of ancient wisdom and being able to access and tap into that and and when taking the essence it really supports pre preparing your body to receive to receive divinity and i started i was like i was getting all this chaos energy around me before I started taking it. Um, and I just felt it like it was hitting me and, my, and I was going there, I don't want this anymore, like get rid of this energy, I don't want to deal with this, like I don't want to deal with like doing this work anymore. And like I just went into this full-on crazy like shutdown mode of I don't want to do this anymore. And I took the essence and all of it just was like scooped out of my body. <laughs> like, you know, what are you doing with that? Like, what are you doing? took it out and um I found my body just suddenly just was receptive again and I felt this like deep and by the way it is so hard to source magnolia essence okay <laughs> I couldn't buy it I had to dig for that one but um yeah the magnolia tree surprisingly the flower itself is so tough when yeah. you feel it it's like yeah. a rubber yeah yeah and it has this little crown in it inside it like the the stems are like I'm not the same end, it's like a crown and the things like peel back and it like reveals the crown when it like I like it's just yeah no I'm feeling that magnolia energy for the collective at the moment yeah and I think that, that you know that's coming through but I do feel yeah yeah it's like we're receiving receiving the ability to be sovereign and receiving the ability to um receive our divinity in a way that we haven't before and I think that that's really I think this is going to play a huge yeah. role in this transition you know yeah so that so so tomorrow I'm teaching the first class this Sarah and the angels healing system and the angel there's three levels to it and the angels her host of angels it's like you are so like when we got to a certain point of density on the earth yeah. they were like um haven't you stopped talking yet <laughs> I find it hard. when we when we got to a certain point of density there were higher finer particles that couldn't be in that density and they got separated off whereas mm. now it's our job to like start bringing these back and so like in this healing system you connect to sarah's angels and you kind of get lifted up to be in this finer higher particles oh. and then you work with sarah's violet flame because she clears all the stuff out of you that's going to block you from being able to manifest the new earth and your ascension or whatever you want to call it and then the last energy that comes in is sarah's energy 
because she can take all that and ground it. Oh. And it's so powerful. Oh. Yeah, oh. I knew you'd It's so powerful and so <laughs> profound. And I can, like, I've got initiations now. I can initiate people into these energies and teach it to them so simply. And I'm like going, I mean, it's not like I created these energies or anything, but it's taken me 15 years of my life <laughs> Quite you know be able it's to work these things though. and now i can i can teach it in like you know i don't know nine hours or something <laughs> i love it i love it yeah That's i'm amazing. really it, excited about it oh like wow that's so cool i feel like there's i'm like there's so many things now i want to talk to you about i'm like we're gonna run out of time we've we got to shut up we've got to shut up yeah and then, and then we can and then we can meet again <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Oh my gosh. I think that's, you know, I, I need to get my rings done by you. I feel like that's it. That's where I'm going to start with you. I'd so love to do that. I just love, yeah. I mean, and people have said to me, like, that they've never been interested in working with the runes, but when they see the stuff that I do, something just mm. goes off. And it's because it's coming in through Sarah, because mm. I've seen her as she has such a strong Nordic witch energy, like forest nature witch striding mm. about scandinavia it's so strong and other people have seen it as well like completely mm. independently of me and also like in the baltic as well and i'm just like it's such a long way from this image people have of her mm. <laughs> you know but i you know that's what's that's what's there yeah and i think that like for me as well as like when i see sarah like i feel like she's Yes, there's people who can channel her image, but there's this like non-image of her as yeah. well. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. this non-physicality of her that, like, you know, you think of Christ and there's like kind of like the Christ typical image that comes to mind. But with Sarah, there's like I think that's one of the beautiful things about her kind of being wiped from like, yeah. the access of it is allows her to be more free, free flowing, yeah. free form. Yeah. And we only get, you know, we get the few images of what people channel through of her, but she has her own essence unique to to each person that connects in with her, I really feel. Yeah, exactly. And that's one of the things like I try to say, you know, this is how I see her, but I don't limit her to that. And if people see her in a completely different way, that's because how she she's connected to all of the spheres. She can integrate everything. How can you how can you like limit that to like she's mm. this color or she's like you just can't can you I mean and yeah. we're all getting different aspects of her as well and there you know like you were saying there's quite a few and when you work with her like this you see the gold when you work with her like that you see this white angelic when you work with that it's black when you work mm. with that it's you know and it just goes it just goes on and on you know but I mean I could talk about Sarah for hours and you know I'm sure everybody else would be like dropping dead of boredom by the time I finish, but you know, so I will turn this into like multiple part series. Yeah, <laughs> a new earth series. It's like it's good. She has kept me interested all these years, and I get bored really, really quickly. I mean, like, <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. That's it, and I think every time I tune into her, like each year, she's something else. She's different, mm. and. She has different things she wants to say and it depends on and it's like maybe perhaps what it is is as as Gaia. Okay, I'm getting I'm getting a download and it's pretty out there. <laughs> and that it's very out there. <laughs> it's very out there even for me. But that um Sarah is very potentially the seed either of a new earth in the sense of Gaia's soul is released from her duty and Sarah comes in to take Gaia's but she will still be known as Gaia um but is that transitional that's what's kind of why she is able to embody and be all at all times because Gaia can be all times at all, all things or Sarah is bringing this energy through but then eventually will become become her own earth or like a second yeah terraform planet in her like long long like long future she's doing this work so that eventually she can be terraformed yeah. as a planet yeah 
I can remember reading a book called Voices of the Ancestors, which is amazing that I remember the title because I never remember the title. But it was it was a woman from the Cherokee Nation, I think. And that's that is a that is a wisdom keeping in, in, in their tradition. And she was saying my grandmother, when she passed, she went off to be a planet. What? You know? Yeah. And I can remember reading that and thinking, blimey, can't imagine me going off to be a planet. Don't think I'm quite there yet. <laughs> That's incredible because I've never yeah. like until that piece of information just came through. Then I'd never thought of that ever. And but two weeks ago, I started getting visit visitors from um, Native American star seed beings that exist in the heavens, but come down and work with there. So that's a that now you just hitting all the feels in my body. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that and that's the thing I. When I need to remember something, spirit, give it to me. It's, yeah. it's right there, you know, and I can remember like chants in foreign languages, really complicated that I haven't sung for years. When it's the right moment, it just like, it just, and then other times I can't remember the, the name of the bread that I buy, you know, it's like. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. And I think like, on that note, my car keys. I think on that yeah. note, I should probably get to bed because I've got to teach this class tomorrow. So. That's true. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, I'm asking for big, beautiful blessings in and around that tomorrow oh, for thank you. you. Thank oh, you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Thank you so much for, like, doing this impromptu. Like, we literally decided six, oh. seven hours ago that we were going to do this, and here we are. Yeah. I can just, like, this week, just the energy coming in, I can just feel like, it's like the whole world around me is changing. I feel like I'm just in yeah. a different world day to day than I was like two months ago. And they're really asking me to trust because I've always had like a real downer on life. And, you know, like part of my ancestry is Irish, like peasant stock, really poor, oh, yeah. loads of suffering. And 90% of the babies died. And, you know, I've seen ancestral lines and it's like, this baby's dead that child's dead and it's just like oh the, yeah. the the stuff going on and and so you know I've really been like born into this river of life is pretty awful just keep your head down and don't expect you know to have a very good time and yeah. you know the world's out to get you and it's taken me years to sort of like and now I'm thinking I can feel that like Sarah saying you've got I have many as um, syndrome and it's a really rare inner ear disorder. But yeah. I think, and, and you get really bad vertigo, like, attacks. And the suicide rate's quite high in many years. Yeah. But I don't have it. I don't have it too bad. But um, I have. I get the feeling that this, the seed at the centre of it is this vibration energy of thinking life's shit. Yeah. And, um, I felt it coming on this week. And each time I do... I go and listen because I've got a Sarah's healing group now. I go and listen to the last one that me and um, my friend Louise did. And I received the healing off the live that we did. And it's like taking it away. And I'm feeling like, starting to feel like perhaps life isn't shit. No, life is getting exciting. Yeah, perhaps it's all right. Perhaps I can, perhaps I can be here. I can be here. Yeah. I, I think I can be here. It's like, wow. I mean, that's just huge it's just so huge for me yeah I, I love I love yeah no there's something there's something about this week yeah. something like since that equinox hit actually yes that's it yeah it was the equinox I think I forgot on that yeah. yeah the season bringing the balance back it's time for the balance actually no it's going to swing completely the other way and just completely take and fold fold over everything but yeah, yeah no you're like and that's the thing, like, you're here now for a reason and the messages about Sarah are more important now than ever, like, right. than ever. And it's going to be, I actually think that, um, like, Lyra's generation and the children, the younger generations, are going, Sarah is going to play such a huge role in their world. Mm -hmm. And that's why now you're teaching these older, these the people my age and, and this yeah. generation. And, like, actually, as a... I hope you don't mind that I'm reading your energy, but as I'm tuning into your energy, I can feel like you're just on this precipice of like it completely expanding like really rapidly. Um, so I'd be, I would be 
take take care of your body right now because the the transition is going to be like yeah 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 oh well i'm so glad lyra came in popped in to see us she's a little precious isn't she oh my word i'm glad i am 15 i'd be going oh perhaps i will try for that girl i never had now it's like biologically impossible for me so yeah. <laughs> no more no oh more but <laughs> lyra literally is she's like a pixie she's so tiny she's like she's uh, 15 16 months old no 15 months old now and she is like she she's in size like uh she's just going to size one and i think my my sons at this age were in size two so she's like She's, I don't, but what is really interesting about Lyra is that we go to the shops. We go up to the shops. Like when she was first born, she would make almost every old lady cry. And she's like, and their husbands would be behind them going, what is wrong with you? Why are you crying? And I got this very strong message when I brought Lyra home that I wasn't to keep her at home and we weren't supposed to stay in. We were supposed to be going out because Lyra had transmissions, like energetic transmissions, just by being around people because that's the power of our vibration is like just by being around people, she was to activate people's healing or, or gift a message through her vibration for that person to receive. And so many old people cried. I had a couple of old ladies that were like, can I just put my hand on her head because I feel like I have to. And I'm like, okay. And like I hear Lyra telepathically going, it's okay. Like this is, this is actually, I'm, I'm making them do this. They're not, <laughs> they, they wouldn't normally do this. And so many people would be like, I know her, like look at her and I know her. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm just like, okay, I'm trusting. Like this was her, like her job to do what she was a little. And still now as like an older girl, like, she just like locks eyes with people and they just like they go into this space and I'm like this is what you do now like I had so many people with like visions and messages about her while I was pregnant and most most of them were on point some of them weren't but most of them I really felt like that message was important and so many people like it's a girl before I would even believe like I wouldn't even acknowledge because I was like if I get heartbroken again I can't do this like I'm like this has to be a girl but I can't deal with it if it's not and it was gender gender um disappointment was a fucking horrible thing for me sorry about sorry but it's a horrible thing for me to deal with um with my first two but with her it was like I was in absolute denial like what if she comes out and she's not like I couldn't it was it's such a strange strange thing don't get me wrong i love my boys and they're exactly what i was i I needed them to prepare me to be the right woman and to be the mother because honestly i was not initiated as a mother until um her soul was ready for me to initiate into the mother and she's like you you couldn't have carried me as a maiden there's no way you could carry me as maiden like yeah Yeah. it's a it's an interesting character and thank you thank you for the thank you for the light codes that you did for me they're absolutely amazing and because I didn't really know why I wanted them I just you know I saw that witch wound you did and my legs just went really funny and I was like oh (laughs) (laughs) I think I think I think there's something here you know and I always listen to my intuition so you know I wrote to you and then you did like my own one for me and it just it totally makes sense like I'm manifesting these things now that have been like around work being worked on for years. And it is, it's all like coming down in my legs. It's that last bit of like, cause mm. it's for me, that's the hardest bit. Mm. The, 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 the getting it down into the, into the earth. And so it's really lovely to have the, the help of the, of the light codes. And they're just so, they're so magical and so alive and, Mm. you know I like just having it around it's sort of I sort of feel like oh phew it'll be all right then <laughs> yeah I, I like to think of them as like your own little because I see I see like as like individual guides they're like an individual essence of a guide and so like with that particular because that was the blue rose witch wound code mm. and that's what it, it called itself mm. um but it so it literally is there to like 
hold your hand through the process of, of healing the thing that you need to heal. And a lot of people are like, well, why, you know, why? And it's like, well, everybody has codes. They have multiple, like this is, even though we want to think of this as a physical system that we are existing in, you know, it is just a programmed reality of the energy that exists. So that's what the codes do. They act as a kind of a support a support being or support guide to walk through and some are like upgrading the codes and sometimes they're just a support for healing and they're they're a guide in their own self and I think that 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 people often are like they don't understand it but this is what we're made up of is we are made up of codes down to our DNA and our cellular structure it is mm. it's made up of a you know a zero one type system yeah, yeah some of us are able to read them and some people are able to speak it and some people, you know, and so it's really nice to be able to um, share that gift now and not feel like I'm a loony for having it because for a long time, I tell you what, I've been channeling it for 26 years. So, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. you know, since I was 14, yeah. like I was speaking it at 14, writing it at 14 and equate that they were both the same thing. But now it's like, yeah, seeing that. Um, yeah. Because that's because people that. people will look at you now and just think, oh, isn't that amazing what she's doing? Oh, it's so powerful, and, so, and they have no idea of like how it felt like right at the beginning yeah. of like, oh my god, you know. And every everybody feels crazy. I think when they first like start to tap into their intuition or their gifts, or yeah. you know, even having those dreams that then come real and everyone's different like everyone's gifts are different for a reason if everyone was going to be like the psychic medium um person and finding the dead bodies you know <laughs> like if everyone was doing that like nobody would be killing the dead bodies because but that's it it's all different <laughs> it's all perfect because we all need these unique individual gifts everybody's yeah. got something that is just perfect for the divine's plan you know yeah I'm going to stop talking now because it's yeah, like, really, it's going to keep happening, going, isn't it? I can go on and on and on and on. Enough, enough guys. It's, it's now, we started it, as I say, we started at 6 a.m. my time. It is now 8 o'clock my time. So I think, yeah, that was fun. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Have a really good day. I'll, I'll release you back to your family now and I'll be released to my bed to try and get some sleep. Yeah, that's it. Uh, they're just like, hey, you've got a whole heap of downloads to send through tonight. <laughs> so, oh, that'll be fun. Um, um, but yeah. yeah, it's brilliant, brilliant to have met you, and I'm I'm really glad that you wrote that post on my oracle card photo because yeah. it's like it's you know you've you've brought me so much, Chloe, in so many different ways in the short time. I'm like, yeah. I'm really grateful you're here on the earth. Oh, I'm grateful you are because without you, I wouldn't have like really found any anything to do with Sarah you've been an absolute light to like helping me to understand that 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 magic so thank you oh thank you I really appreciate that it's lovely um I was gonna say I do feel like there is stuff that we'll be doing together at some point oh I'd love that I'm feeling it somewhere this is just one of many things I feel like but um yeah thank you so much yes good night let's talk soon yes yeah all right